Hey everyone, if you're a fan of the show, please head over to MikeyOp.com and click the subscribe button. It's the best way to support us, and it's free. That's M-I-K-E-Y-O-P-P.com. Thanks. Hi, I'm Mike Oppenheim, and you're listening to Coffin Talk, exit interviews with the living, a weekly podcast that explores how our views on death affect the way we live our life. With me this week is a very, very, very old, 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 old friend. I have known her since, I believe, like 1996. We went to high school together. Her name is Erin Graves, and she hails like I do from the Bay Area. Erin, welcome. Hi, thank you. I said you could use my name, not my age, sir. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. I don't really care how old people either assume or think that I am. I'm sure I will date myself at some point during this. Well, cool. Uh, One of the things I was looking forward to, actually, with having you on, of all people, is you're one of my favorite people to have conversations with. Um, I just... Most of our friendship is like a series of great conversations that start nowhere, go nowhere, and end nowhere. (laughs) Would you agree with that as a premise? Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) All right, cool. So with that kind of in mind, I thought with you I'd take a unique route into the eventual question I ask everyone. And so instead of just asking you the question, I want to start with something I've never really asked you about, which is did you grow up at all with like any religion? Um, not really, no. Um, no, we, uh, I think everybody, no, we actively grew up without church because my dad, uh, was raised Roman Catholic and, and absolutely hated it, really couldn't stand it. And so he actively made sure that we didn't go to church, but we were never discouraged from anything. And there was always like a spiritual element and, I think my mom attended church like a few times um, I, on some occasion or another. I think she grew up with a little bit of church, but no, it's never, religion was never really like a big part. I also went to like Budigate. I don't know if you remember that place, but it's the biggest monastery in Lafayette. And um, uh, with uh, my family, we did, I, we did like late in life, like after I had graduated high school, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so I did do some like studying of Buddhism. Yeah, but in your early formative years, uh, at some point you realized like you weren't going to church, like maybe other kids were or something like that. But did do you remember like the moment that your parents explained this part about your dad and like this this reputation they had for it? Mm, no. So it's just something you like kind of know. Yeah. I feel like I pretty much always knew that my dad didn't like religion. I pretty much always knew that my dad didn't like religion and Catholicism in particular. And so did you ever like growing up want to become religious? Did it ever like strike your curiosity or anything? Um, In high school, I went to some church that everybody was going to and um, actively disliked it. So no, I don't think, no, not in an organized religion type of way. I mean, this isn't like, I, I never like, um, it doesn't mean that I didn't have conversations about like God and spirituality and stuff like that. But at no point up until the Buddhism, did we actively do any kind of, or did I really seek out other than the one time that I really disliked it, um, like an organized religion. Cool. So now actually, now that we caught up to that point, why don't you tell me a little about the Buddhism part? You, you said it was right after high school? I think it was right after high school. I actually, I legitimately cannot remember the timeline, but I do know that I was living with my family and uh, we would all drive together and we had this neighbor that we would pick up 
um, from uh, Montclair, who, sorry, uh, from Moraga, who was um, who was Sikh or Sikh. Um, I actually don't know how you're supposed to pronounce that. I've heard it both ways. Anyway, um, anyway, so we used to pick him up, and we went to uh, to we started studying Buddhism. I can't remember what started it. I'm sure it was my mom. Well, yeah, but I mean, just, but did you like it? Do you still like it to this day? Like, well, how is that? How did that work out? How did that play out? Um, I absolutely loved going. I really, really loved the meditation part of it. Um, I, we did guided meditations and a couple of different kinds, seated and walking meditation. And I really, really enjoyed that. And then afterwards, we would learn about like the Eightfold Path and uh, sort of the teachings of Buddha. And I definitely at the time really welcomed it. And I really like actively took it as a part of my identity sort of that I was like engaging in this for sure. Um, I think I learned a ton of stuff that I 100% still apply today. I would not consider myself a Buddhist. Got it. And so are you in any way religious at, at this juncture right now? No. No. And so, okay. So uh, do you uh, believe in anything beyond like what the official term atheism is, atheism is or nihilism, either one? Atheism is denying the existence of God and nihilism is saying there's no actual meaning or purpose to this existence. I believe I said that right. Uh, write me hate mail if I said it wrong. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think that that is correct, but I, I don't, I'm, I was reading your thing and I was like, I don't know how to put I am agnostic in the truest sense of the form that I actively like not in a, I just don't care way, but I actively choose not to care what happens after you die. And in doing that means that I don't ascribe to any religion like, I have some things that sound really nice. It would be lovely if we're true. But I actively don't invest in any of it on purpose as a choice. And uh, I'm just going to ask this question. I'm going to phrase it exactly the way I want to. Do you consider yourself a good person? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, tr I, I try a lot of the time. to be empathetic and, and feeling and kind and um, uh, I don't know, considerate of others. And I sometimes do a good job of it and I other times don't. And I sometimes care about that and I sometimes don't. And I don't know if that makes me a good person or a bad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that's interesting. I, you know, I've never, I've never asked anyone that who I'm close to, because with you, the answer is easy. It's yes, you're a good person. You're a very good person. Um, your explanation was what a good person would say, but the reason I asked it was I was just curious about your personal take on morality in a larger sense, but I wanted to start in a more local sense with your opinion of yourself. So. So you do have a sense of morality then, right? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, 
So, I mean, my next, the, the next question I would ask is, uh, it sounds like you have a sense of morality. Do you agree with that? Yeah. So, so what do you base morality on if you don't believe, or you actually, excuse me, uh, let me rephrase that. If you don't think about like what would happen or what the meaning of life is. I don't know, but I don't really know. And I think the answer is that it changes a lot. It depends on what the situation calls for. Right. Because I may, I don't know. I make judgments based on what the situation calls for. And I try to, I guess, maybe do the least harm. I don't, I don't know. Or make somebody feel good or like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Trying to actively choose the moments to make it like a, oh, I'm going down a rabbit hole and like spinning here. But because it doesn't like morality and like I don't, morality is a weird, like vague question that has more to do with like um, weighing what you do like against somebody else's like experience and I don't I can't I can't really I don't you know I don't know I don't know whether it's moral or not I know whether I feel like it like makes sense in the moment and it like doesn't you know I, it makes somebody feel better. I can tell when I make somebody feel better I can tell when I make somebody not feel better and I try to make somebody I don't know I try to make people but is one but is one action better or worse than the other? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. So where does that come from? I believe you believe this, and I, I love this is why I do this podcast is I like to hear people think through their philosophy system. So you're doing a great job. I'm just like watching you walk through the mud, and what I do is I, I get to sit here and listen to people and ask questions. I never get put on the hot spot. So so again, with all with all my you know uh, due respect to what you're doing. You definitely believe in morality based on the fact that when I said, are you a good person, you thought about it and, and then weighed certain things. And so you started talking about actions, actions that you do and don't do. So, I mean, like, for example, if you had murdered someone in your life and it was for, like, you know, a selfish reason, which is different than, uh, let's say, you know, someone's attacking you, if you call that murder and self-defense. But my point is, you would say, like, oh, that's a bad deed. So, like, where does that come from if you're not asking the question? You said you're an agnostic, which is not an atheist. It's not denying anything. You're just saying, look, I'm I'm not interested. I'm going to wait and whatever. So I said you're a good person, and you are. So where do you think this idea of, like, and again, you admit that you don't do the best things at all times. I'm sure it's learned. I am sure that it's learned. I'm sure that it is learned. I'm sure that it's learned based on, my experiences of either upsetting people or not upsetting people and my understanding like as I grew up of my effect on the world around me. I'm sure that that is where it comes from. So it's observation as well as like, you know, taking in what, you know, story or I don't know, whatever you learned as a kid about like, I don't know, manners, <laughs> you know, like the golden rule, like do what unto others as they would do unto you and like all of that kind of stuff and then weighing it against your own experiences and deciding whether it rings true or not. Cool. No, that was a really good answer. That was creative. And now I'm going to kind of use that answer to motivate us towards like other philosophies. So agnostics, as I deter heard you say it, is someone who like, you'll just find out when you die, right? Is that basically it? You, you'll find out what happens when you die, when you die. You don't want to really spend a lot of time here on earth thinking about it. Yeah, I just don't care. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I don't care, and I, and I don't really think about it, yeah. So, and yet you do have morality, which you said you've learned from, like, peers and, and living life and, and an example. 
So how do you feel then when you meet people who are doing actions that you don't like in the name of what they think happens when you die, going to heaven, going to hell, et cetera. And there's much more than those two, you know, you know, I think it's a difference of perspective <clears throat> usually is what end up, ends up happening, I believe. And I don't know if it's, it's just like when you go through life, you either ascribe things to like your higher power or you, like you have a set of beliefs and they either go along with it or don't go along with it. And you can kind of explain anything away based on, you know, some set of rules. You can like twist yourself into knots to make sure that you follow a set of rules. Um, but I don't necessarily think that those per those people are like better or worse. I just think that they're misguided in their ways, like uh, or they're mis like their view is very different. Like they what they think is is something that is benefiting is sometimes in actuality harming a whole lot of other people but is maybe benefiting for themselves and, and their people. So is there like a, is there a breaking point where you would go against society if it was doing an action that you didn't like? I don't know what that is. I mean, I have had many of them, but yes. Yeah. I mean, cause your cause your answers are, are good. They're really good answers. And they're the answers of like a good person. Cause you're like, I'm trying to be taller and I try to think, you know what they're doing. I might feel like they're misguided, but I'm interested because I, I am not like you. I'm not agnostic. I have a podcast asking people about the meaning of life and I'm constantly seeking it because I probably because I'm insecure and um, I want to know. I am aware. I had no surprises that this is what you <laughs> but I was like, oh, that makes sense. But I'm not dogmatic about it, which is why I like doing these interviews. I've interviewed like, you know, people who truly, truly believe in like a religion firmly or something else. And so you're the first agnostic person I've had. I've had nihilists, I've had atheists, I've not had an agnostic person. So it's, I find it very interesting because you're very peaceful in nature and your your philosophy is also peaceful, but there has to be a breaking point, which you said there is. Now I'm not gonna bother to figure it out. Like, was it the Holocaust, is it this? That's silly, I don't need to waste our time doing that. But I do wanna apply that to something a little bit different, which is do you ever encounter events or things that happen here on earth that make you wonder if there is something more to it? Like, have you ever had a stronger than average coincidence or any miracle, so to speak, or something? So, I, it's not that I don't, it's not that I, uh, how do I explain this? It's not that I don't see or believe in the connectedness in, in humans. And yes, I have had a lot of those sort of, more, I don't know, whatever, like intuitive experiences or something like that. Um, I just don't ascribe them. I don't attempt to ascribe them to anything. Like, I don't attempt to fit them into a picture. I attempt to, because I don't know what the picture is, and to try to fit them into some sort of higher meaning of something takes a lot of energy that gets me nowhere. The truth is, as I don't know where it came from, it doesn't mean I can't listen to it. It doesn't mean that I can't like think about it and feel about it, uh, or or feel it, or or have like that. I don't, I don't know. Listen to my body, or listen to cues, or listen to what people are saying, or like I have this feeling that I should probably go here today, or something like that. Like I listen to those sorts of things, 
I just don't try to ascribe it to anything because I don't know what it means. I don't know what the connection is. It seems like it's there. But spending a whole lot of time trying to figure out where it comes from seems like a waste of time to me. And, and like actively a waste of time. Like it makes me upset because I don't know. And, or I did when I was younger. I don't really, again, I don't actually care now. But it did when I was younger, trying to like figure out like where this stuff came from and like how this was and blah, blah, blah. Like spent a whole lot of time and effort trying to figure it out. And when I stopped, that's when the things that I think that you're supposed to feel about life started happening, which is I enjoyed it and other stuff can't, it didn't mean like I, you know, like insecurities didn't disappear and like I wasn't suddenly transformed into a different person, but like it freed up all this time and energy that I didn't have to worry about stuff. Like, was I doing it wrong? Am I in the wrong religion? Am I going to go to hell? Am I going to, you know, whatever it is. Like I didn't, my brain wasn't doing all of that kind of stuff. And I still lived my life. I had a wonderful time and still tried to, I don't know, whatever, be as good as I could possibly be. Okay, Aaron, I got to say, this is like fascinating to me. I have been friends with you for so long. And we've talked about so many things and I never, ever knew this. And I find this mind blowing. So First of all, it's making me think a lot about the fact that people are just really different and we each need to find something that makes us feel comfortable enough to live life. So that's kind of the thesis you're, you're proving for me because what you're basically saying is that you used to be a seeker and then you actually got the answer when you stopped seeking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the answer is please stop seeking because you're taking a lot of time and energy away from the stuff that is literally in front of you. I mean, yeah, and that, that totally makes sense to me. So so do you ever, like, give that as advice to people? I mean, have you ever, like, told someone, like, hey, maybe you should just stop searching so hard? No, because I don't think people really I – don't, I don't really have those conversations, I don't think, any, anymore, where people would like, – I don't really talk about the philosophy of life with people in general very much. Yeah, exactly. Like this is not a conversation that I have with a lot of people. Well, and so actually I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears a little bit for the end of the podcast and just kind of apply how your, so the, the premise of the podcast is that I ask people, uh, what do you think happens when you die? And normally in the history of this podcast, there is an answer that isn't, I don't think about that. And then, you know, meanwhile, I would have cut you off and said, well, what if I made you? And then you specifically said, no, 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 I purposely don't. And I was like, okay, well then cool. That's, I'm not going to ask that question. That's, there's no point. So what I do want to know though, is the second half of the question, which is, and how does that affect the way you live your life? You did answer that and you talked about it. Now I want to get back into social philosophy, which is if you agree that everyone has like a pretty different philosophy on why they think morality works and what morality is, what in your opinion is the best system for dealing with so many different humans? And I'm asking you this because you're very smart, you're well-educated and you study like science and things. And you just, you have a, not a peculiar mind if the word peculiar offends you, but a peculiar mind if you love that word the way I do. Um, what is the best system to deal with all of the different, um, like the, like the, the differing ways of thought? Yeah. Like the fact that some people think it's okay to murder. Some people don't. Some people think it's okay to steal. Some people don't like there's so many influxes because democracy to me doesn't it's not actually like we have democracy like is it okay to steal we start with like very solid rules and then we you know allow people to vote on certain things so i'm just curious like what do you think 
is the best system? Like, would communism would be one answer, anarchy would be another. I'm giving answers I'm assuming you're not going to give, but you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> um. So I guess I like the idea. I very much like the idea that you are allowed to say whatever you want about what you believe and you're allowed to say whatever you want about what other people believe. But then that means that everybody gets to do it. That you don't like the whole point is that you can, the whole point is that it's not that you can say whatever you want. The whole point is the other person can say whatever they want about what they believe and, and their feelings about what you believe. Um, and so I like that, that system that we have here. Um, you know, the, <sighs> I think, I think that obviously where you get in trouble is the gray areas at all times. I like it. I think that if you take that as a basis, I think that if you take life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, as a basis of where to go, it's a good way to start. Um, and I think that the current system that we have here in the United States is a really excellent system with a lot of flaws. And I don't think that we're ever going to get to a perfect system. And so I guess my answer is I don't know. And I'm also not qualified to answer this question. I mean, I'm definitely like not specifically not qualified to answer this question. The truth is I have no fucking idea. Um, but I like the idea that everybody can say whatever they want. And I don't like the idea that people can harm each other over their personal beliefs about stuff. But then that gets into gray areas because then you start talking about abortion and what does that mean? Who is a person? Um, and like, that's where our laws get really gray. And I think like debate is a really great thing for that. And I think violence is usually not. Mm-hmm. See, this is so interesting because that's why I asked about, like, as an agnostic, you're you're not going to make a bet, so you're willing to listen to other people's bets, but then you also have this, like, just kind of sense of, in philosophy, we call it, like, reason judgment. It's just, like, uh, you know, almost an intuitive understanding of right and wrong, but it doesn't mean it's true because you do reason it out. Um, so I guess I would just want to know, as, like, a result of all this, do you think you'll ever start seeking again? Um, do, do you ever get scared? Like, do you ever worry or, or does this really work? This system? I never get scared that I got it wrong. I never get scared that I got it wrong because if I got it wrong and let's say the Christians are right and I got it wrong and I didn't take Jesus into my heart or whatever it was. Well, you know, send me downstairs and, you know, I'll save you a drink and, you know, I'll sidle up next to Gandhi and you guys can have, I don't know, you know, all of the Catholic priests that you want because God forgave them. Like, it's just like, it's not a, the fact that, that somehow here on earth, we have some book that was written by humans that says accurately what happens when we die is an asinine assumption. 
Aaron Graves, you have been such a wonderful guest on my podcast. I could not come up with a better way to end it. Um, that was incredible. And I just want to say that you have definitely helped put another nail in the coffin here on Coffin Talk, exit interviews with the living. I am, as always, Mike Oppen. I'm Aaron. Thank you so much. Is there anything you want to add? No, I think that was it. All right, awesome. That was seriously great. And I want to thank you so much. And you're such a good friend. And thank you for just being yourself and being candid and talking and putting yourself out there. Uh, I am sure this will be a popular one. And uh, once again, my name is Mike Oppenheim, and I'll see y'all soon. And I feel that you're near me, and I see you while the moon, and then I see that you see me, and I see you hear this tune, and I feel that you're near me, and I sing you are my moon.